Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined by my holiday huggable host, Pachinetti. Holiday huggable host. Try to say that five times fast. Well, let's remember, folks, it all started with a boot. And our rotating Mickey Dude commentators, Jeff Williams. Ho, ho, ho. Flash photography? I wouldn't. That scares the reindeer. And from up north by the North Pole, we have Mr. Chuck Fitzgerald. Canada is more North Pole than Buffalo. <laughs> Where's Buffalo? It's in New York State, Dave. Isn't that Canada? No. Canada is differentiated by, uh, they don't drive cars, they just ride on polar bears, and all the houses are igloos. Here's the thing, once you get past Yonkers, it's just, the world stops for me. Like, Yonkers is like two minutes from you. (laughs) Exactly. No need for anything else. I live in the capital of the world, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, here we go. Dave has two bubbles. The bubble that's around his neighborhood and the Disney bubble, and there's nothing in between. Like, what's between his ears? Nothing. (laughs) I wouldn't have it any other way. So, Dave, what's what's tonight's topic? Well, good thing that you asked, my friend, but this is the Mickey Dudes, and we never start off just with a topic, so it's time for us to get into a Mickey Dudes poll. Nice. As King of Sugar Rush, I hereby officially decree that it's time for a Mickey Dudes podcast poll. Okay, gentlemen, so it's the holidays now, and we talk about spending Christmas time in Walt Disney World, but we only talk about the season. Yes, we are going to be doing a show where we spend our actual holiday at the world. But my question is, do you really want to do that? Do you actually want to be in Disney World on Christmas Day? Or would you rather be there at some other point during the Christmas season in December? So, gentlemen, I open up the floor to you. Go during the Christmas season or be there on Christmas Day and experience Christmas Day in Disney. The choice is yours. Patrick, what would you choose? I have to give two answers, and I'm not trying to be Chuck and break the rules right now. I would love to be there for Christmas morning, but not until my kids get older. Um, So with that being said, as of right now, today, I would take the Christmas decorations and all the holiday decorations earlier in the season, not on Christmas Day. Chuck, what about you? Now, if I'm down there for Christmas Day, do I get to watch the Disney Parks Parade? while? No, see, that would be a waste of... It'd have to be sometime else during the season. Because it's not Christmas until you see the Disney Christmas Parks Parade on uh, on TV as much of a infomercial as it's become. It's not Christmas until you see that. Jeff, what about you? Oh, heck. Uh, American tourists are lazy. Uh, they sleep in, so definitely going to be there December, uh, Christmas morning. See, now me, I'm not leaving there until December 26th. 
or I just like Christmas at home. There's just something about it. As much as I love my Disney, I just would not want to give up all the holiday traditions and all of the all, all of the headaches that come with a trip to Disney. I don't think I would want to deal with it on Christmas Day. Beforehand, after, yes, I would. It's not beneath me to actually get the last flight out to Disney World on Christmas Day after spending the day with my family, but I don't think I would want to actually have the day in Disney World. I'll tweet you from uh, Cabana, <laughs> December twenty fifth. I'd appreciate that. Let me know what I have to look forward to because I'm really not going to be doing much park time that week because we all know how busy it is. So that's going to be a resort relax trip. And with that, this has been a Mickey Dudes poll. Okay, gentlemen. So I thought today we would kind of uh, expand on our snack crawl series. At the moment, Disney World is offering in Epcot some holiday boots that are serving up a whole bunch of Christmas goodness all throughout the World Showcase. I believe our friend Chuck has a list of what those boots are. Chuck, will you tell our audience what is available in terms of kiosks this year and holidays around the world? Absolutely, Dave. Now, I'm getting all this information from DisneyFoodBlog.com. And the boots. Shout out to AJ. Shout out to AJ, who I believe is actually from uh, Western New York, Dave. Did you know that? There's more part of New York no. than just New York City? This is not true. Actually, I'm pretty sure it is. But, anyways, no. the booths are the American Holiday Table, the Alpine House, Holiday Eats and Treats, Seasonal Southern Delights, the Feast of the Three Kings, Prost, and Mexico. Hmm. Seems like they ran out of steam <laughs> with naming on that one. I thought it was called the Feast of the Three Kings. No, no, God. Okay. Oh, I, we almost had <laughs> hit the, the beep right, button. We, we, we went over this <laughs> during pre-production. and But yet you – I don't even well, – okay. There's five booths. There's, there's, well, you're using the term pre-production very loosely oh, I here. I agree, but there's only, <laughs> there's only five booths. Alpine House, Three Kings Feast, Prost, American Holiday Table – no, 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 you didn't say it right. There's an exc- exclamation point at the I'm end. I'm sorry. And Southern Delights. That's it. Those are the five booths. Remember your schoolhouse rock. Interjections. Okay, now that we had that over there. What, <laughs> what just happened? Back. <laughs> I just had a moment. No, Mexico is still before, a booth according to this. Interesting. I disagree. It is different. Right, right, here's the thing. Listeners, friends, people that are crazy enough to you know download this podcast... Please do us a favor. Hit us up on Twitter. And we're sorry. And <laughs> hit us up on Twitter and let us know if anybody's down there, if Mexico is actually a booth. I think they're just serving other treats, but that's just me. I only think they're, you know, they're not as special as the other five, but that's just me. Well, if you would have done your full uh, I have six pages of show prep. I have six pages of research. Well, there's a hyperlink with a picture of a booth. All I know is they're serving in Mexico some type of mango tamales. I think that might be, though, Again, at, like one of those places guava, like guava. Uh, guava. San Hangel. Oh, it's guava? Guava okay. and strawberry. Oh, okay. Well, it's something, it's something, some type of fruit tamale they're, they're serving. So there you go. Good. Well, now that we have that all straightened out. You're not getting the last five minutes of your life back, folks. Now that we have that all straightened out. 
we are going to play a little bit of a twist on our familiar snack. Oh, great. Series. We get $10. Ugh. Oh, God. Now, actually, I was going to impose the $15 limit, but after looking at the prices of some of these um, items, Disney is getting a little too big for their britches, so I'm going to actually give you guys a Christmas present and let you guys go nuts. You can get whatever you want at each booth. This is one of those, we gain weight on the holidays anyway, so forget the gut budget. Gentlemen, go nuts. But before that, we should mention that our uh, resident uh, snack crawler uh, and uh, expert drinker is not here. Everybody, we must have a small moment of silence for Harambe, a.k.a. Tim Sweska's computer, which crashed right before this recording and his motherboard is fried. Greg, can we get a little bit of taps played? Thank you, buddy. So, everybody, when you get your drink, raise a glass to Timmy. Also, Dave, just for what it's worth, um, these aren't the food and wine festival-sized portions. Very good. I was going to so say So when, when you say the, uh, the prices are a little bit out of the range, so is the amount of the food that you're getting. They're a little bit closer to uh, meal size. Okay, that I wasn't aware of, but it makes perfect sense now, given what they're charging for these. Now, it's not everything, just to clarify that, but there are some that are um, proportionally bigger than the tapas style that is used for food and wine and for flower and garden and whatever other festivals that they're going to make up in the next six months. That actually surprises me, because you would think that they would want you to kind of go from each booth to, e- booth to booth and kind of do the same thing that everybody does for Flower and Garden and uh, Food and Wine now, mm-hmm. rather than just get you s- stuffed at one, and then it pretty much puts the brakes on anything else you would be doing. You're just going to get rolled around the park. Okay, that makes sense. They'll probably charge you for that service, but this is Disney after all. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we start our why don't we start our little um, walk in standard direction with Mexico, and we're gonna go to the Three Kings Feast. Even though it's not in Mexico, it's in World Showcase Plaza. We'll start over there. So, Chuck, what will you be getting at the Three Kings Feast? Now, there's two things on the menu that look good. I'm gonna go with the shredded beef tamale with avocado crema and cilantro rice um, only because the other thing it has pickled green bananas and I despise bananas wow good to know I know what I'm sending Chuck for Christmas now no that's yeah, that's exactly. for Tim ah <laughs> oh, that's messed up growing up my brother hated bananas too and anytime I wanted him to leave me alone because he was such a bully I would take banana paste and like smear it all over my face oh, so he was, oh I hope there's pictures nauseous that uh he went on a cruise for the first time with his girlfriend, uh, and as he's packing up his suitcase when he wasn't looking, I slipped a banana inside of it, so his entire suitcase yeah. smelled of bananas when he got on the ship. Yeah, we were not we were not nice to each other growing you up. Are, you are just pure, Shocking. pure evil. I'm proud of it. Speaking of pure evil, Patrick, what are you <laughs> Thanks eating? Thanks for that introduction. Um, I'm going to go with the opposite of Chuck. I'm going to go with the roasted pork with mashed yuca, but the reason why I'm actually getting it is because it comes with pickled green bananas. Um, I like anything pickled, so that works for me. And I happen to love bananas, so I said this is a winner-winner chicken dinner. Well, in this case, a roast pork dinner. And will you be getting a drink? Also, Chuck, will you be getting a drink from there, too? Um, 
No. I I'll be going with the coquito, which is uh, coconut, the uh, eggnog or something along those lines. Jeff, is that what you said before? Yeah, it, it's basically coconut and eggnog with a, with a rum floater. Excellent. And Jeffrey, what are you having? At the feast of three kings, I'm probably gonna save up some space. Uh, I might try a little of Chuck's shredded beef tamale. <laughs> But, you know, this Caquito uh, drink sounds very interesting to me. Um, it says it's from Puerto Rico. So I don't know how it relates to uh, Feast of Three Kings, but anyhow, it sounds pretty interesting. I think I'll try that, the non-alcoholic version. It relates because in most of your Latin American countries, the Feast of the Three Kings is probably bigger than the Christmas celebration, and that's where they get all their gifts. Oh, yeah, the uh, California Venture, they do that. That's right. Okay. And for me... I'm actually going to agree with Chuck, and I am going to get the shredded beef tamale with avocado crema and cilantro rice. I'm going to try the Three Kings bread because that's what they were advertising this whole holidays around the world food crawl with, and it looks really good. It has some type of uh, icing on top, kind of looks more... I'm hoping it's one of those things like the skull bread where it's not too sweet, but something I want to try and if I'm going to have a drink I just love the whole irony of this so I'm getting the Presidente Pilsner wow that's all I gotta say is wow <laughs> and moving on we're going to continue going up into the World Showcase and we stop at Germany because Germany is where Christmas is from in my uh, sick twisted imagination at least all the nice Christmas decorations are and we are going to go to Prost where you can get a whole bunch of German goodness. And with that, Mr. Chuck, what do you have in it, Prost? I'm going to keep it simple at this one. I'm going to get the uh, artisan cheese plate. Excuse me, the German artisan cheese plate. And I'm going <laughs> to top that off um, with a hard apple cider. Now, if you remember in previous snack crawls, I got the pear hard cider. That was a terrible choice. Don't ever listen to that. It's not my cup of tea. I have people <laughs> saying it was good. I did not like it. That was um, that was awesome. The peanut calorie over there. That that was from a different room, so I'm actually kind of impressed. So I'm going to give the the pure hard apple cider a shot and uh, and hope for the best. Jeff, what are you having? Well, Dave, I was thinking of a flaming rum punch. Um, nope, nope. It's not nearly cold enough for that. I've got it. I'm going to go for the mulled wine. It's heavy on the cinnamon and light on the clove. Now off with you, lad, and be lively. Enjoy your glue wine, my friend. Sorry, that was just a quote. (laughs) It's Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies, and um, I'm dying to use that quote when I order mulled wine somewhere. So it's kind of like my bucket list thing to do. So the glue vine is definitely going to be what I'm going to go for. See, here's the thing. It's probably going to be some 18-year-old from the international pro- uh, program <laughs> that doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. Right. Barely speaks any English whatsoever. and just going to look at you like you have 10 heads when you do. My family always does that, too, so I'm used to it. Gotcha. Patrick, what do you mean? Uh, in Prost, I am going to have the sauerbraten with the red cabbage and spätzle. Um <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to say it, so I went with that pronunciation. And then for, for my drink, I'm going with the Caramel Kiss uh, with Werther's Caramel and the Glühwein. Um, here's the thing. If you're going to get uh, a drink with Werther's in it, you might as well get it from the place where they actually make the Werther's Caramel. So it works for me. 
Bingo. Patrick, get out of my head because I am going <laughs> to be at Frost and I'm also going to get the sour rotten with red cabbage and spatzel. Thank you. And on top of that, I will be getting my caramel kiss because I like caramel. I'm not a big fan of the glue wine. I have tried it beforehand. I'm not a big fan of uh, heated alcohol, but to each their own, it is what it is. When in when in Germany, do what the Germans do. So in this case, I'm going to have the caramel kiss also because I think that the two mixed together might actually be pretty good. What comes in it? It's Werther's caramel and the and the spiced glue wine that you're going to be having. Oh, you're kidding me. They mix those two? Yes, they do. Oh, gross. <laughs> Go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> and continuing our crawl, we're halfway around the World Showcase now at the American Adventure, where we are going to go to the American Holiday Table. This one is the one that most people are really excited about when given all of the menu choices. And I do kind of feel like I'm all this food, I feel like I'm talking on a uh, Saturday Night Live uh, NPR skit. So, <laughs> Jeff, what are you having? What I'm going to try to uh, have here at the American Holiday Table is, um, I'm thinking going with the slow-roasted turkey with stuffing, mashed potatoes, and cranberry sauce. It looks just like uh, a picture you sent us, Dave, with kind of like your after-Thanksgiving meal, with like smashed everything together and like made into like a sandwich form. But um, I haven't I haven't got uh, burned out of the turkey yet, so at this point, it sounds good to me. And just so that our listeners know, I happen to make a very good holiday turkey sandwich that can uh, put Earl of Sandwich to shame. I take my stuffing and I press it onto two pieces of bread on the on top. Then I put an egg wash on them and I fry it in bacon grease so that it gets nice and crispy. <laughs> With the st- and I serve the stuffing on the outside because the egg wash holds the stuffing to the bread. Then I take the bread, put Miracle Whip on top of it, fill it with both one side with dark meat turkey, one side with white meat turkey, put some bacon on top of that, and fill it with the cranberry sauce. And there's my full sandwich with the stuffing on the outside. You get to taste everything all on its own. It is just pure, wor- pure work of art. And now that I got myself hungry. Patrick, what do you have? Um, I, I will have to say, at least, uh, you you do not hold a candle to the Earl of Sandwich. I'm just giving you that right now. But I will say I would love to try the sandwich that you just described because I need to try it. It sounds amazing. I just don't want to give you too much props, though. All right, so for me at the American Holiday Table, I'm going to have the seared pork tenderloin with the green bean casserole, roast, mm. roasted sweet potato wedges with a champagne mm. and demi-glaze. That's eleven seventy-five, and if you know, I think I agree with what Chuck said before. The pictures and everything that I've seen, it really does look like full portion, so I think it's a decent price. Um, and I washed that down with. I was thinking about the shipyard eggnog white porter, but then I was like, mm, they have fire nog, so eggnog with fire mm. fireball whiskey. Yeah, so I, you know, I I I, I, I couldn't decide. I got one of each. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you can have it. Chuck, what about you? I'm going to join Jeff with the roasted turkey with stuffing, mashed potatoes, and cranberry sauce because it's a holiday, and nothing says holiday like turkey. I'm not a very big drinker, and I definitely don't like eggnog. So mine, oh, actually, you know what? 
I changed that. I'm drinking uh, hot chocolate with peppermint <laughs> schnapps. The cocoa candy cane is what it is called. It's hot chocolate and peppermint schnapps. So that's what's up. that's what's going to happen. Nice. And here's the thing. Both Patrick and Chuck just want to be me because my meal is a mixture of both of theirs. I am not going to go for the turkey because at this point I am turkeyed out. And turkey is for Thanksgiving. In my family, it's Christmas Eve. It's filet mignon with the Germans. And I skip the seven fishes. And the next day I go over to the Italian family for my lasagna. So this time around, my American table is going to be... It's going to be the seared pork tenderloin with green bean casserole, roasted sweet potato wedges, and champagne demi-glaze. Because that just sounds amazing. And I've, at this point, I've eaten so much turkey, I'm about to grow feathers. And I'm going to have the cocoa candy cane hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps because I like candy canes and I like hot chocolate. And I despise eggnog. Chuck, it's getting scary. We're agreeing way too much now. This needs to stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't get a drink, so I'm going to get, this is for Tim, I'm going to get a shipyard eggnog with the white porter aged on bourbon because that sounds just like a Tim thing. I'm going to pour it on the ground. That one's for Tim. <laughs> yes, pour, pour one out for your homie. Nice. Very, very good. <laughs> Listen here, Scrooge nice. McDuck, Mr. Moneybags. Maybe you can afford <laughs> to do that, but at $9. <laughs> exactly. We love Tim. Wow, I was just going to say, Tim is so worth that amount of money. You can't tell me Tim's not worth that. That's awful. To me, Tim is worthless. <laughs> wow! Meaning he has no value. That's the right word, right? Wait, oh, it's just getting worse now. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If we would have valued Tim by the pound, oh, my we would be goodness broke. gracious, great balls of fire. You just went there. Tim, let's remember, I said none of this. Just giving you that. I will give up. you Dave's address, Tim, as a sacrificial <laughs> lamb, as it were. I love you, Timmy. Not by what you just said, I'm just saying. And we are going to continue our jaunt around the world showcase. And for some reason, we are just going to go from the French Alps all the way to Morocco, like you do. And we're going to go to the Alpine Hus. And tell me, Jeff, what will you be getting from the Alpine Hus? Oh, man, I'm totally going to get some duck confit with dumplings and roasted Brussels sprouts with a fig reduction. I'm reading that exactly word for word. I did the duck confit uh, the last little, I don't know, festival they have. They have, like, festivals every month of the year, so I have no idea what festival I was at. But it was delicious, so I, I, I always fondly remember that. So I think that they're good at nailing that one. Excellent. Now, I must have had some messed up some way because I was going to get the dumplings and roasted Brussels sprouts with a fig reduction. Are they offering both with the Brussels sprouts at this one, or is that with the duck? No, I the, I only see it with the yeah, duck. Yeah, I saw it with the duck, too, but I, I'll at least give you an out, because when I read it a couple times, it did almost look like the duck confit was separated, and I'm like, well, am I getting the duck confit, or am I getting the dumpling? So I'll at least, I, under, I understand what you're <laughs> actually saying, and again, I don't want to be on your side, but it does come together. Okay, well... It all kind of ends up in the same place in your stomach. So with that said, I'm also going to get the red blend over there of whatever wine they do because I like red wine and white wine and me just don't mix. And Patrick, what are you having? 
I'm going with the duck confit as well, and then I'm going to wash it down with a chocolate apple shake. <laughs> nice. I'm going to go for the frozen s'mores drink. Actually, no. That's, that's not at the that's right place, place, Dave. Yeah, I know. I was just looking at the wrong Then you're skipping me. Like, Come I'm on. Fired. Hey, I offered you a chance to host tonight. You didn't take it. All right, you're right. My, my, my bad. <laughs> and Chuck, what are you going for? Well, nothing really on this menu catches my eye other than the cheese fondue. Until I'm looking at pictures... Now, this is going to be pronounced terribly. I believe it's Dasani bottled water. No, I'm kidding. Ah, fun do, Chuck. The Satcher Tort, which is a chocolate cake with apricot jam and a dark chocolate glaze, prepared in the traditional way, of course, is where I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to the, that cheese fondue, you know, it, it looks like it comes with carrots and potatoes, and it's it's a weird mix there. Um, so the chocolate cake. The I think the traditional way is uh, on a plate soaked in a uh, used sock underground. Ah, though yeah. is that is that what you're going for? Mm, I mean, I, I actually believe the prepared in a, or served in a traditional way is on a Disney Parks plate. <laughs> <laughs> that may be it too. Uh, either way, you know, we can agree to get to disagree. <laughs> Nice. And what are you drinking? I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, I see a picture of a chocolate apple shake. There you go. So, Look at that. I don't like tea, though, but we're going to give it a shot. Seriously, what do you like? I drink water. Well, that's always <laughs> good. The elixir of life. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's really... Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a boring choice. Wait a minute. The elixir of life is Joffrey's coffee. I, I don't know what, 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 what is this other elixir of life that you're talking about. It's the basis for your coffee. My friend, I stand corrected. And speaking of Joffrey's Coffee, they are offering quite a robust mix of mixed drinks at this little festival type thing that they're doing in Epcot. Which of these drinks would be your number one choice, my friend? Uh, I, I definitely, no doubt about it, I'm going with the Crazy Elf. Just due to the simple fact that it's got a great name. It's got rum chata and fireball in it and you know it's right up my alley uh, a little bit of crazy a little bit of silly um and all joffrey's which is delicious so i definitely would take that i think i'm gonna try that one too i'll do it this weekend oh it's uh here we oh my god honestly you're there all the time it drives me nuts but i would i will say this for tonight's episode i am drinking joffrey's winter wonderland i just got it in last week it's the first time i'm trying it so i figured it would went well with the show um, it's a delicate white chocolate coconut cream and smooth caramel topped with almonds. Um, it is actually quite tasty. Um, so I'm actually, it's the first time I'm trying it, like I said. So I, I, would, I would highly recommend it. Not that I, if anybody listens to the show or ever follows me on Twitter, we all know that I will recommend any Joffrey's coffee. But this one is actually really, really good. It's a, it hits the spot on those cold days. This morning I had the Yachtsman blend. Oh, delicious. Yes, yes it is. And finishing off, since we've gone all the way around now and we have to continue we're going to be continuing through epcot in the southern direction so since we are going south in epcot i would like to know what are you going to be eating at southern delights and we're going to start this one this time with patrick i am going to go with the blackened catfish uh with white cheddar grits and fried okra and uh, tomato and onion stew. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fish guy, but I, I will eat catfish from time to time. I do love fried okra, um, and also I, you know, I do like grits. And 
Obviously, Dave, you would know this. Well, actually, I take that back. You can get anything you want in New York, so never mind. Being from Connecticut, you actually can't really get good grits, um, so you have to go down south to get them. And so I'd love to try those uh, white cheddar grits with it. You don't have an Alice's restaurant in I don't even Connecticut? Know. I, I, the closest thing I get to grits is at Cracker Barrel, and I don't really think those constitute good grits. Not, oh. not not getting a Cracker Barrel, but, you know, just their grits probably aren't the same. But you can get anything I, you I, want I, there. I, I was letting that go. I just didn't want to follow your, you know, your logic and your, your song title or whatever you're going with. I just had to bust <laughs> them on you. And, Chef, what are you having? Oh, I've totally saved up on my gut budget at this point, so I'm going with the healthy uh, portion that's the chocolate pecan tart. Uh, it seems like everything, everywhere I look, I see a picture of this thing, so I'm definitely going going for that. Are you getting a drink? I'm going to probably not get a drink at this place. No, no drink. What, what, you people are doing this Patrick? wrong, by the way. I, I'm, get, I'm getting a, a pale ale. No, 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 you already went. No, no, see, Dave asked what I was getting a drink. See, if you didn't just butt in and not pay attention, that's fine. But I'm going to get a pale ale or some sort. I forgot what it was. <laughs> well, there's two pale ales. There's the American Pale Ale, the Central 28 Upriver American Pale Ale from DeBerry, Florida, and then the Central 28 Dancing Pierre Belgian-style pale ale. So which are the two? Oh, I'm definitely. Definitely going with the first one from Florida. <laughs> see, I figured you'd be more of a dancing Pierre guy. Yeah, no, I'd see, I see. I wasn't going to open myself up to saying, hey, I'm going to get the dancing one because I knew that would just, you know, lead, lead, lead down <laughs> roads that we don't need to go down. And plus, it basically goes with the theming because this is the American South. Go with the American beer. It's, it's a no brainer. <laughs> Chuck, what are you eating? I'm going to go with the blackened catfish with the uh, white cheddar grits, fried okra, tomato, and onion stew. But. I found a loophole. Shocking. Uh-huh. The frozen s'mores. Technically, it could be a dessert because it's frozen and s'mores. But if done right, it is served with a Dutch caramel Van Gogh vodka, which makes it a beverage. Nice. Very nice. That may be a very big loophole or a very tiny loophole. I don't know which of the two would actually be applicable. <laughs> you have no argument with me, because I interpret it as my drink, because the, sm- the frozen s'mores is my drink, and I'm saving this one for my dessert, because I happen to it's served like with catfish, a straw. I, happen to, I happen to like grits, but I am of the belief that cheese and fish should not be mixed, so I am not going for cheese over here. I am just going to have the chocolate pecan tart with the frozen s'mores drink in this one. Nice. So just for what it's worth and to further my argument that the frozen s'mores is in fact a drink, it is served with a straw. Or I sub- You're not yeah. getting any argument from I me suppose here, you buddy. Put a straw there you go. You get, you get a total two thumbs up from me on this one. Yeah. We'll find something else to disagree on. Speaking of which, it's time to move to a new topic. Now, we've filled our bellies with all sorts of holiday goodness around the world, and we've probably needed to stop for a little bit of digestion so the nice thing about epcot during this time is they offer all sorts of sideshows in addition to their wonderful performers you can also stop in each country and hear a performance either a musical performance if you are in canada or mexico or a storytelling performance by a cultural representative from each of these countries, and when I say cultural representative, I use that term loosely because one of them is an elf, one of them is a fictional man, 
<laughs> in a couple of places, and another one is a um, giant wooden nutcracker. So we have a whole bunch of different things and a lion on top of that. So actually, it's a dragon. It's 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 some type of it's some type of creature with people inside it. <laughs> so with that, we're going to talk a little bit about holidays around the world, especially the holiday storytellers. And gentlemen, since we're running out of time. We're just going to pick one storyteller that we decided to really stop on our little uh, snack crawl and just kind of take some time to digest and kind of enjoy the scenery and enjoy the show. So, our highlights. So, with that asked, Jeff, what was your highlight from holidays around the world? We always, it's a tradition for us if we're there at Christmas time, is to make sure we're, we hang out in the UK pavilion Um for quite a lot while, it, it gives you kind of that um, I don't know Charles Dickian kind of feel. Not not Chuck is a Dickian, but Charles Dickian kind of feel uh, to Either it. Either way, and um, <laughs> and they have uh, Father Christmas there. Or uh, so in general, he's he's doesn't have a rich story that he brings with him. But what I I just love the feel of feeling like he is. If you've ever seen the movie A Christmas Carol. The Ghost of Christmas Present. He's the big jolly uh, Saint Nick type guy, and this is that's usually the type of personality they bring. So he's he's really jolly, really fun to to just listen talk about uh, uh, holiday featureings. But anyway, it, it's kind of our our hangout place to go to for uh, Christmas. What I love about him is how he starts off his show. He comes off he comes on stage singing Christmas carols and ringing a bell to get everybody to kind of gather around to listen to his story yeah kind of pulls everybody in with him chuck where are you going i'm going to you know start my journey in mexico on my way to uh, france so i'm I'm gonna go counterclockwise so i'm gonna walk through italy where la banafa is performing it's just a holiday witch you mean la bafana there's an n in that word la bafana whatever la i thought that's how it was pronounced actually (laughs) La Bafana is good to me. Uh, performing. And I'm just going to look. Three years of Italian. Right. I'm just going to look as I'm walking by on my way to France and just, you know, kind of see it. And then once I get to France, I'm going to look at Pierre Noel, which will tell of the French tradition, including kids leaving shoes out for Christmas. Um, depending on the way that you go, this will be the first of three normal Santas, I guess. Western, <laughs> yeah. Westernly normal. Right. But. I guess if you go my way, he'll be the third of three. So I'm going to see four Santas, or three Santas yeah. and one holiday witch. <laughs> Given the choice, I would go to with the Lava Fonda story over the Pierre Noel story. Well, I figured out a way to get four out of one, so, you know. That's right. Yes, yes, you did. i got to give you props for that. And I am going to be on the other side because I've dealt with you enough during the day, so I need a little bit of Chuck break. So I'm going over to Norway where I'm going to listen to the story told by Singren and Julenstein, or however you pronounce the little elf's name. Because that story is just, it talks about this farm girl who is telling us all sorts of Norwegian Christmas traditions. And she talks about this mischievous elf who ends up stopping time and he ends up messing with her the entire time. She plays into it so well. It is just one of the greatest pieces of entertainment on the Walt Disney property. 
my goal is to get a picture with these two because anytime I ever went afterwards, they draw such a big crowd that they usher them off stage so they can take their break so they can come back again. And there's never enough time to, to uh, accommodate a crowd for pictures with them. So if you want to get a picture with them, stop right at the beginning of the morning on their first performance when the World Showcase is still coming alive. Oh, man. Th- this is going to be interesting with the new um, reshuffled uh, Norway pavilion. There's already going to be a crowd there for the Frozen ride and uh, on and Elsa meet and greet. So this is going to be interesting traffic-wise. You see, I just assumed by at that point, though, all those people are already stuck in the queue. So I figured that they'll wait for a little while to bring them out. They'll stagger that start, and eventually everybody will already be stuck there. So it kind of gives you more of a leeway to enjoy the show. That was my logic, but I yeah. see your point. Yeah. And Patrick... What storyteller would you want to stop before? Uh, I'm going to head over to Morocco and uh, see their storyteller and uh, talk about the spice of life, um, the seasons of the holidays. Now, they the way she talks about it, she talks about all the festivals that go out, go on throughout the year from January through December's, uh, December's, all of a sudden we have two, two of them. The Olive Festival, there's a Ramadan, the Rose Festival, the Date Festival, uh, there's a Marriage Festival, there's... She goes through a lot of them in quite a uh, quite, uh, good amount of detail, but she keeps it lively and upbeat. Um, she has some uh, participation from the crowd. Uh, she gets the kids to dance and all that. So it's, it's, a, it's a real fun uh, time there. It's, and what I like personally about seeing it is the idea of the emotion that she puts into it. And it, it, she's legitimately telling a story. And it's a lost art. And I think it's something that... Um, a lot of people just sit back and relax instead of, you know, going through with the whirlwind of their trip. If they just sit back, it takes like 12 minutes to 15 minutes, to, you know, to, for her to tell her story. I think you'd get a, a, quite a bit out of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and she's a relatively new storyteller because she was replaced. She is a replacement for one that they had about a uh, drum vendor or a drummer at one point, which was another interesting story back in the day, but I do kind of see how her story kind of pulls people in. She is very lively, so good point on that, my brother. Why, thank you, sir. Excellent. And with that, our visit to Epcot for holidays around the world has come to a close. We're all going to meet up later on tonight and just chill on a long line and go visit our friends performing in the Candlelight Processional before we enjoy an awesome performance of illuminations with a really inspiring holiday tag including let there be peace on earth so since we're gonna go out now and enjoy our time at epcot gentlemen let's let everybody know where we can find each other on the interwebs patrick where are on you? twitter i am at daily walt disney and on facebook you can find me at pat Gennetti. chuck where are you i am on the twitter machine at chuck in the chat excellent and Jeff, where are you? Um, on Twitter, I'm BrainDud92, and Instagram, just BrainDo. And you can find me on Twitter at Figment's Reality and Dave Koch on Facebook. Be sure to check out our Twitter feed at The Mickey Dudes and our website, www.themickeydudes, for original blog content by all of our Mickey Dude commentators most of the time. <laughs> oh. Or, or just, or just Dave and <laughs> or Pat. That's all right. Some of the time. <laughs> Speaking of that, gentlemen, get on that. And with that said, we hope you have the happiest of holiday seasons. Thanks for listening. 
Have a magical day, everybody. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.